0: This is Captain Rex from the cockpit. I know this is probably your first flight, and it's mine too.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of canontimeline.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you both doing? doing good. Doing good over good. here. It's good to have you back, Becky.
2: Thank <laughs> you. I'm here. I'm awake. I have my computer.
1: Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, so last week we talked about collecting stuff. Collecting...
2: I listened to it and i actually wanted to like throw in two quick things yeah yeah.
1: we want to know what you we're giving you the opportunity because we don't know what you collect if you collect at all and i'm interested (laughs) so So, give us your two cents
2: yeah i think i mentioned this during the episode one podcast um i got super into it the, the collecting uh for episode one and my friends at the time bought me everything under the sun so Pretty much anything that was made for episode one, I have. Um, But in terms of like modern collections that I keep, I'm more into like decor. Um, it's the first time I've lived alone this past year. So anything that's like cool and kind of Etsy-esque, I really love. Mm, nice. I have an awesome R2D2 lamp I just got. Um, you know, really cool, you know, limited edition prints I love. You know, I have these awesome Yoda sneakers that are vans that are like Yoda intermixed with Hawaiian flowers. It's really weird, but they're super badass. Um so yeah, I kind of like obscure things, and then T-shirts. I'm I collect T-shirts. Any cool T-shirt I love. We're gonna talk about more about this during this podcast. But um, the Disney Star Wars line of T-shirts uh, they have are very cool. I'm actually wearing one for this occasion. My uh, pink Star Wars t-shirt with Darth Vader that says, I find your lack of faith disturbing that I love. So any kind of weird, wacky mixing of genre and tone things, I like that. I also have my Jedi Master Yoda photo mosaic picture that Margaret Treble got me for my uh, 10th birthday (laughs) is still over my bed. Wow. And it's one of those uh, pictures that are made up of, of different scenes from A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So, and then you look at it as a whole and it becomes Yoda sitting there. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. It is
0: pretty cool, so. Very cool. Oh, yeah.
2: and I have this amazing book. Um, it's called The Star Wars Vault. Have you guys heard of this collector's book? I, ha-
1: I have not.
2: It's uh, pretty much is a photo, like... Uh, representation of this one man's collection of collectibles and it's really incredible they have uh, replications of invites to the different premieres tickets um a whole bunch of stuff i don't know if they still sell this book but it's a beautiful coffee table book the star wars vault i would highly recommend it
1: yeah i'll have to give it a go yeah i'm planning on buying one of the uh art books like the original concept art books oh pretty soon as like a coffee table book just because i love that old uh, ralph mccrory art nice but, uh, yeah uh and just gonna ask everyone what they've been doing at like what what's what has everybody i been up to in the star wars universe over the last two weeks
0: yeah two weeks uh my force friday orders have been coming in so i was able to get my <gasps> old man luke black series and my ray in jedi training outfit can so i ask was... you a question yeah
2: Is there anything that you've gotten that you've been like, oh, man, that's not as cool as I thought it was?
0: I think the only thing that I've... I mean, I'm very picky as to what I buy. Like, I I do the research Mm -hmm. for weeks in advance. I I go look at them. Like, if there's one figure I'm trying to buy and I find five of them, I'm going to look at them to make sure I get the nicest one. Um, But Toys R Us, for the past two Force Fridays, has been giving out these Funko t-shirts. And it's always been really fun designs, but then you get the shirts out of the bag and they're like 3 sizes larger than what they're labeled. Oh no. They're free, but I mean they become automatic like pajama shirts. Like I got my wife <laughs> a medium and it's too big for me. It's like an extra extra large. Mm. Maybe that's why they're giving them away for I free. I think that's why they're giving away for free. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I think that's probably been the 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 one I don't like. Oh, that was disappointing. But um I I try to spend my money wisely. I mean every now and then I'll buy a figure or a toy that I really don't need and but it ends up becoming a part of the collection and it just kind of gets absorbed into it.
2: We don't think about need when it comes oh, you, to the collection. You don't,
0: well, <laughs> sometimes you really need... Like for me, I really needed the Hera figure that came out. Yes. I'm trying to get the yeah, whole... Yeah, that's a need. That's, that's a, a need. need. Food, water, air, Hera, Hera figure. You need that Hera. <laughs> well, she's so hard to find. She was hard to find in three quarters. She came, uh, I think, in a two-pack with a snowtrooper and then in the A-Wing. And both of those are really hard to find. I only ever saw saw each of those once, and I think once was like at a Kohl's.
2: <laughs> I remember you said that. <laughs> yeah. That.
0: So, so for her to have a Black Freeze figure, that was the one I really, really wanted. So, running around at a Toys R Us at midnight, that store only got one, so they sold out. And then I went to I think two Toys R Us's the next. Oh no, sorry. I went to three Targets the next morning, and they were all gone.
2: Oh my gosh
0: so i found a guy on ebay who's selling it for like three dollars over retail so i snagged it and he shipped it real fast and i got it in the mail opened it and now she is standing next (gasps) to who is it ahsoka's behind her uh kanan is to her right and to her left it's sabine so now i'm just waiting for ezra zeb and chopper hopefully they make them
2: so is Hera not Available online, it's just it was just that Force Friday in store Toys R Us.
0: She's available online, but her the case of figures she comes one per case, so you're guaranteed to get her if you buy an entire case. I didn't need all the figures in the case, so having to find her uh, individually, like on Amazon.com or some other website, uh, oh, she's a little yeah. harder. I mean now they've gotten more uh, what do you call it stock, especially on Amazon.com, so it's a little easier to find her. But she was probably the hardest figure. Her. And uh, oh, I always forget his name, the blue guy, Thrawn.
2: Oh, Thrawn, yes.
0: Yeah, Thrawn and Hera are probably the two hardest figures to find on Black Friday.
2: Doesn't that make you happy though that there are so many Rebels fans out there? I love oh, that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that was exciting. And she, they did a really good job on her figure. Like her sculpt is is beautifully done.
1: Good. She never she got a Disney it. Infinity figure. She deserves. She deserves <laughs> something so sour good. From that. And... Yeah, <laughs> I am very sour about that because she is like one of the best well, she's probably one in my top some number of star wars characters i just really enjoy her mm-hmm. she doesn't get the credit she deserves Mm-mm. yeah cool becky what, what have you been up to what's
2: star wars wise not a whole lot i've been very busy so i haven't been able to uh get into the star wars world that much the past couple of weeks unfortunately you know just representing in my gear as i walk around town that's pretty much the extent. I gotcha. What about you?
1: Um, I started the book, uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Mm. Not very far in it, but Claudia Gray, really like Claudia Gray, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to get further into it, but yeah, as far as, it, as far as it goes, I'm maybe two chapters in. It's like, I don't even really know what the book's about yet. <laughs> I was going to ask, what
2: time period does it cover?
1: It is pre-Episode 4, so it's Leia when she just turns 16.
2: Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: Um, so it's like her on Alderaan. You actually get a lot of cool descriptions of Alderaan because yeah. you don't ever see it in the original trailer. You only see it from space and then it, and that it's destroyed. And then the only other shot you get of it in the, in the movies is in Episode 3.
2: Mm-hmm. Just you get that for half one second. glimpse.
1: Yeah, so it's like you don't even really know what Alderaan is. And in a lot of books, they always talk about, you know, the tragedy of Alderaan and it's destroyed and stuff. But here you actually get vivid descriptions like through Leia's eyes of her running down hallways and like what the people are like and what the what the government is like and how people behave and like what the architecture is like. And it's 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 interesting.
2: Is the whole thing laced with like an inevitable tragedy kind of to it though? N- not
1: really. I mean, at least now it's not. Mm. Um,
0: Every chapter ends with dot 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 for now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine for, for now. now. It's no, but it's written
1: in a in a like this is this is a you know it's written in the present. It's like this is now you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to read more. I, I think it's cool. I've heard a lot of people say it's very good. So nice yeah uh and then other than that i got a a uh, luke skywalker black series with the speeder that came out recently and i was very excited to get a hold of that very cool comes with this poncho and the lightsaber and the speeder and uh the goggles and his weird hat
0: his little bucket hat
1: yeah his like (laughs) yeah his weird like uh i'm going duck hunting hat (laughs) when does he wear a
2: (laughs) duck hunting hat
0: it was like in once, a deleted right? scene. I don't even think he wears it during the movie.
2: Whoa. That's fun, man. I like yeah.
1: that. <laughs> it's cool. It's on my desk at work, which is swiftly running out of space um, <laughs> for toys and things. But yeah, if that's it, we can get into the topic of the show. You guys are Do ready. It. All right. Once again, welcome to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of 77 or Rogue One was your first Star Wars film, You're welcome here. And now on to the topic of the show. Now, in a
2: kingdom very, very near. Arthur, do hurry.
0: The passengers aboard.
2: Prepare yourselves. Welcome aboard. For the ultimate Disneyland thrill attraction from the imagination of Disney and George Lucas. Because now, the adventure is real. Star tours at Disneyland. In all the universe, there is no greater thrill. Now
1: open at Disneyland. All right, so this week, we're going to be talking about Star Wars stuff in Disney theme parks, which is very, it's a super specific topic, but I feel like we can actually talk about a lot of crazy things ahead of the uh, release or maybe more news on the upcoming Star Wars land in both Disney World and Disneyland and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, we did a lot of talk about what's going to happen. I feel like it's worth spending a little time talking about our memories of what has happened yeah
1: Uh, and what's still there Mm -hmm. it's true
2: well if we want to start with the history i did a little research into that um but maybe first you know i kind of like these personal experience things do we want to talk about the first time we had a star wars experience in a disney park um i i think ours are probably going to be similar and that's star tours
1: yeah i was gonna say star tours og
2: star tours um i i wasn't a fan yet the first time i went to disneyland uh, or disney world rather um but i did go to star tours i don't think i registered what it was because it's slightly kind of off brand in a weird way
0: it was it was dated for a while i mean you're going in the 90s in some movie that hasn't been out since 83
2: Right, and it's in, it's featuring this Captain Rex guy who's not in the films, and uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO are in the ride, but it kind of feels a little, just kind of wonkified a little bit. But as an adult, the past couple years going in, it's been such a thrill, as we've talked before. Uh seeing the integration of star wars and disney but they've been having merchandise um and other associations since way before disney acquired lucasfilm so i don't have you know i never did like a star wars weekend or anything like that so i don't know if you guys have your first star wars at disney parks memories or anything
1: Uh, i remember the first time going on star tours but i only remember it because I was so young and impressionable. I remember my dad lying to me saying that if I cuz you know the armrests have that kind of like they go up a little mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> okay. He lied to me and said that if I squeezed that it would shoot the lasers. <laughs> and I bought it like hook line and sinker. Like I, I god, I must've been like 5, 4 or 5 and I and I totally thought that I was flying that ship. Oh. <laughs> Not going to lie. And he was like, "You're doing a good job."
2: That's adorable. <laughs> and then, and
1: then I be you know, I I got a little older, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> something's, <laughs> something's not right." Off, yeah, something's not right here. It's not responding to my commands. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's I remember that.
2: That's great. What yeah. about you, Alex?
0: I rem- I don't remember the first time going on it, but I do remember that when I did go on it, I knew what Star Wars was. I had you know seen the movies as a kid. And it, the, the one thing that I really remember is that it was a walk-on ride. Like, you could get a, go to Disneyland and all these other rides would have long lines, but Star Tours always had a five-minute wait. <sighs> Even when the park was super, super crowded, maybe a 20-minute wait. So I could go on that ride like six times in a row if I wanted to, and you know, with with little to no wait. Um, and I remember just really enjoying the ride, you know, finally being able to be a part of Star Wars as opposed to just watching it. The only thing that kind of irked me was the x-wing pilot that blows up the death star at the end was not luke skywalker so i thought that that was kind of weird
1: <laughs> wait a minute this
0: isn't canon wait a minute right? yeah
2: it's a little off right? it's a little
0: off but apparently there's an explanation to that that's a weird expanded universe explanation wow. that uh yeah i found out today i was doing a little research on it too and uh it's it's a it's a weird weird thing we can go into later on but uh it's it's always been one of my favorite rides and being able to exit the ride and all of a sudden you're in a Star Wars store mm-hmm. and before they did the uh, refurbishment of the interior of the ride, the X-Wing that hangs up in the store used to actually be over in the arcade, over by the exit of uh, Space Mountain. So we would go out, go into the arcade and you'd look up and there's this giant, almost life-size X-Wing. And everything is kid. Oh, I, you know, I wish you could ride in that. Oh, yeah,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, well, those days of the five-minute wait for Star Tours are oh, long gone. It, <laughs> it is always a huge line. I will say, last time I was at Disneyland, some very nice gentlemen had extra FastPass tickets for that and handed them to me as I was walking right past, and it was a Star Wars miracle. So, nice. there you go. They, you know, you take what you can get. But man, I off did... topic,
1: how great is the FastPass? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the greatest thing that happened yeah. to Disney. You know, I still think it could be improved upon. I don't like how you can only do a limited amount of the fast passes.
0: Have you heard of the updates they've made? No. So now you can access (laughs) and schedule your fast passes on your phone for an extra charge. (gasps) How much Uh, is the charge? It's ten dollars per person.
1: That's nothing. That's fine. Yeah,
0: it's it's worth it. But, uh, oh, you know not
1: I... per pass, though, just for the day.
0: For the day, yeah.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's not bad. It, it really no. isn't.
0: And the nice thing is that you can literally get into the park at opening, and as opposed to running to a ride <gasps> to go get a Fast Fast, you tr- you go get breakfast, turn on your phone, you see what's oh available, God. and you go for it. they
1: make you, like, GPS, like, oh, you're in the park or whatever? I I think so. I'm not
0: 100% sure. I haven't what done it yet, but my family did. What
2: troll is sitting at home just screwing Fast pass I'm
0: pretty sure you for... have to be there. Like, your ticket I mean, has to for the I mean, maybe that's why they do the charge
1: in the first place. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: Although, you know how you are saying, Becky, about being able to only get one Fast Pass at a time? Mm-hmm. In the early 2000s, if you booked a Disney uh, vacation through AAA, you could get multiple Fast Passes at any time. So what my family and I would do is they'd give me all the tickets they'd go get breakfast and i ran literally to every <laughs> single ride got a fast pass and then i'd go meet them for breakfast and i'd come back with this giant wad of fast passes see so that's th- why
2: you yeah. have children so that they can go and run those errands for right
0: yeah. so for Maybe. the next fast
1: pass distribution
0: for the next two hours <laughs> we would go on every single ride and by like hour three of disneyland we had done everything
2: <laughs> nice Nice. Awesome. Well, we'll I mean, rep- just
1: do that when we go later in the year. Right, Alex? Right.
2: <laughs> hey, I cannot wait to go. I'll we'll have Josh run again. around.
1: Yeah. So I <laughs> I know this is like totally off topic, but I'm a fi- like, I'm officially doing this. Like this is happening. I'm going down there. So Becky, if you can make it. Yes. You should come.
2: Absolutely. I love. I mean, yeah. I think I have a feeling we're going to wander a bit in this podcast because what I like about you guys is you're both Disney guys, too. Yes. Mm-hmm we love Disney and you know, we are very much like George Lucas segue in that way. Um, so I really it's
1: interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's interesting because uh, before the force awakens, uh, George had nothing but wonderful things to say about Disney. He was a Disney kid. He went there for the first time when he was like 11 years old and when the park opened is, is, is when he was 11 years old. And so he was a Disney kid from the get. Um, so it seemed like a really good fit for him, both uh, with Star Tours when that first came along and then eventually selling uh, Disney or Lucasfilm to Disney. So he is like us in that he sees the magic in the Disney World. Um, But I came across, and we should share this on our website, um, an incredible article, 1987 cover story of Disney News. And uh, the pictures in it are phenomenal, too. It's a young-ish George Lucas talking about Star Tours coming to uh, Disney World. And it's interesting. I'm curious if you guys know about this, because as a film student and a George Lucas nerd and a Francis Ford Coppola nerd, i had no idea what captain
1: eo was
0: captain EO is one of the you best things of yeah ever captain eo Disneyland. is the
1: cheesiest but most awesome thing
2: <laughs> like uh. c- cannot do not know how this passed oh and as a michael jackson fan Yep. so if i'm the only one listening on this podcast who does not know what this is i apologize but for those who might be like me it is a musical film starring Michael Jackson. I believe Angelica Houston's also in it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I'm, like, actually very upset with myself. Okay, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's executive produced by George Lucas. And it became the first time that George Lucas collaborated with Disney on an actual ride. Um, And that's when their relationship kind of started. Um, I'm not sure
1: what that ride was. Some sort of... it was like where you you basically was like in a theater and you sat
0: Yeah, it was a 3D like a, theater show.
1: Yeah, in a in a show and they played like a movie that was like literally 8 minutes long, right? Mhm. Yeah, uh, but it had yeah, it was 3D and and it was basically a Michael Jackson music video. That sounds awesome. Um it- and then the seats like moved to the beat <gasps> and stuff. That's so cool. And it was basically like a like if 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 Michael Jackson uh was the creator of star wars instead of georgia lucas is sort of what it is <laughs> and so he he like defeats like the evil lady and converts her back to good by dancing and like there's a c-3po ripoff in there and they're like flying a millennium falcon and so it's crazy but wow it, it's, it's, cheesy so cheesy it's so cheesy and and like so it's pretty bad but it's bad in a great way
2: well, I was reading how shortly after Michael Jackson's death, there was a huge petition to bring the ride back, and they did successfully. They did.
1: That's yeah. we had a The only reason what two like, years I remember it. it is because I I went on it after he died because they brought it back, and I was like, I think I've been on this before, but I don't remember. And then went on it, and it all came like flooding back. Like, oh my god, I remember all this. And it was in Tokyo
2: Disney for much longer than it was here um, mm-hmm. until they replaced it with uh,
1: something right. else. Sounds yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, so yeah, I'm a huge failure on my part and New York friends, whoever wants to come over one Friday night and do a screening of that film. I'm totally down. Oh, um, YouTube.
0: Uh, pretty sure it is. If not, yeah. I can give you the audio for that at least. The audio. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this sounds pretty dope. It sounds
0: really good. <laughs> you're going to, by the way, you're going to love Hooter. Hooter. You're going to love Hooter. That's just, you'll find it- out who it is. Okay. <laughs>
2: Sounds good. So that was the first kind of uh, professional collaboration George Lucas had with the Disney Parks, and uh, it's this this magazine article is is really great. Um, we'll definitely link it for you guys. They talk all about his relationship with 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 disney and how they started star tours and i guess that's where we can start because even though they've had other collaborations that was kind of the first star wars like ride they did um and the original ride was uh which i'm not sure it's so funny now that it's been revamped um there's probably people out there who never rode the original star tours
1: oh for sure Uh Uh
2: But uh, it was one trip. It was the same thing every time. Not this fun choose-your-adventure thing that they have now, uh, where you go to Endor and you're caught between the Rebel Alliance and the Galactic Empire. And there is a uh, the person you're you're following is Captain Rex RX who who is voice by Paul Rubens of Pee Wee Herman fame. Oh wow! Yeah, and it debuted in Disneyland in 1987 and it was actually the first attraction that disney had that was based on a non-disney licensed intellectual property so for some reason george lucas and disney really hit it off and they decided to create a partnership that they had never had before which is pretty cool when you think about it
1: Hmm.
2: and so yeah it popped up in all of their different parks um it was actually they had uh, generated that ride uh, for a different movie called The Black Hole that was a Disney live action film. Yeah, I've heard of that. But they realized quickly that not only did no one really like that movie, but it, it was such an expensive project, they wanted to spend it on something that people would actually like. Um, so <laughs> the final cost of the ride when it opened on January 9th, 1987, was $32 million which is almost twice the cost of building the entire park of Disneyland in 1955.
1: Does that count for inflation also? I mean,
2: probably not, but oh, okay. the numbers so are that's, cool.
0: That's that's still a lot of money for just yeah. a ride. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. The D- Disney Imagineers purchased four military grade flight simulators at a cost of $500,000 each to design the ride structure around
1: which is pretty cool yeah because it's all on like hydraulics
2: yeah and uh industrial light and magic were the people who designed the perspective of the film so there was a huge collaboration there it wasn't just oh you can have our property um you know george lucas sent his people and they worked really together to make it a cohesive star wars experience and you were saying alex when you were there it was a five-minute wait but when it opened um it was a huge like boon for the park and uh the in celebration of it opening disneyland remained open for 60 hours straight from january 9th to 10 a.m to january 11th 10 a.m to accommodate everybody wanting to go see the ride
0: so i'm wondering if when galaxy's edge opens if they'll break that record
2: that's a good question because if there was that much excitement in eighty seven about one ride,
0: yeah, we now we have forty years of fandom to back up a land, like yeah we'll we'll see how it goes
2: so I have been to star tours both in Florida and I don't know if I went in Tokyo, but also LA and um as I remember the one in Florida is very cool in detail you actually walk through kind of an indoor though this might be different now
0: it's it's stayed the same
2: okay mm-hmm. where they have trees and um is there at-ats or something outside there's
0: a large one yeah right as you're mm-hmm. right at the entrance of the uh the yeah, queue I'm
1: seeing a picture of that yeah because I've never been to the I, I've been to Disney World but I've only ever been to Epcot and uh the disney springs i've never actually been in the park proper so Mm. i've never seen this ad ad before
2: (laughs) it's cool i mean it's not like in la you know it's just kind of in a building that you go around to but uh they do have a cool spot for it in in florida and obviously they recently redid it Mm -hmm. to be a fun adventure with i'm not sure how many different uh options of adventures you can go on
0: there um, were 96 as of 96 96 of yeah, the original what, what? version 96 yeah um i'm what? not sure if that includes the added jakku and uh, do you mean Finn.
1: okay hang on do, do you mean like 96 different combinations there are 96 different combinations for okay the not 96 different destinations oh no 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 <laughs>
0: I think there's something like 12 destinations but when you factor okay in the amount of destinations plus who you get the uh the message from it, it comes out to around 96.
1: all right that's awesome. okay that makes way more sense <laughs>
2: but even i was like said what t-
1: are you talking about
2: <laughs> 12 locations so that's a lot i've only done yeah. it twice so
1: and you go to you go to jaku like automatically
0: well right? they so back in uh, november 2015 they added Jakku. Uh, with Finn and then they had a BBA segment at a Disneyland and Walt Disney World and for from November to I want to say to about at least June of 2016 you automatically started with that scene after after it might have been a full year that they phased that out so now it became part of the, of the mix so you weren't yeah. always going to the same ones over and over and over I think people were getting a little tired of that oh gotcha yeah.
2: that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah and
1: they, and they all have that that famous line Star Tours what are you doing here yep yeah, I like that.
2: So Star Tours is definitely the the biggest, longest running Star Wars interaction. But ever since then, they've had merchandising throughout. Whoa, the park. hang
1: on, it you eighty seven, right? Uh huh. So it's twenty years old this year. Thirty.
0: Thirty years old. Oh wait. Oh god, you're we're, off. To, we're you're, thirty. We're getting old. <laughs> right. We're adults I'm now.
1: seven. <laughs>
2: It's sad, I know. 30, 30 years crazy. for an attraction at Disneyland is a
0: really... For something that yeah. came in that was not an original ride, it's it's lasted a long time. Like, it, it yeah. has a really good life. They've updated it. It's gotten positive reviews. And I'm curious to see what they'll do in the future. Which we know we have a little idea of what they'll be doing in the next few months to it. But it'll be curious to see what updates they do uh, as time goes on.
2: You know, it's funny. We talked about it for the future episode. And I said you know, oh, they'll probably get rid of it because Disney, while has an appreciation for its history, is not terribly nostalgic to the point to get in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now reading this history and what you just said, like that'd be tragic if they got rid of it. Um, but it would be weird for it to exist outside of the land, I think.
0: Yeah. It'll be curious to see what they do. Again, it's, it, it's a big part of Tomorrowland for a while there, there was only what, three rides. Actually, there are only, well, there's four rides, but, uh, for the amount of space that Tomorrowland takes up in Disneyland, you don't really have much going on. I mean, for a while, you had People Mover, and then you had Rocket Rods going on there. Um, you had a lot more movement. And then when things were being closed and refurbished, like before they reopened the Finding Nemo submarine voyage, you really only had Star Tour, Space Mountain, and Buzz Lightyear.
2: Right. I mean, that's one of the things that's mentioned in this article was that they were doing a big revamp of Tomorrowland um, when Star Tours showed up, and and George Lucas is like, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Star Wars should be a part of that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think there's plenty of things in the Disney canon to, you know, flesh out Tomorrowland if Star Tours left, but I feel like they should just move it rather than get rid
0: of it, but...
1: Yeah, I, I've I've wondered about that too. Like, are they gonna move it or just keep it there? I
0: think they're gonna keep it. Yeah, I
1: think so. I think again. It's... I mean, I don't think they're gonna get rid of it. Yeah. but I'm, yeah, I'm wondering. Like, it's also is two different like timelines. Wally
2: lo- world or something? Like, is there like a Wally ride? I feel like that's something that could be appropriate for Tomorrowland. Not that I know of. And then your Tron idea is great.
0: So for so one of the rumors uh, about six years ago was that they'd be bringing some sort of Tron ride on the original People Mover track.
2: That's such a great idea. And then
0: I heard another rumor that that was supposed to become a speeder bike ride. Back when they were talking about incorporating so more Star Wars into Tomorrowland. I don't know how true these rumors are, but all that kind of went away once they announced that they're doing their own Star Wars land over there in the corner.
2: Mm. Well, I mean, they have a lot of properties that they could use to to replace it. I just hope that they keep it. Either they move it or they keep it there i don't know because it has such a great history and you know to be the first thing that disney ever did that was outside of themselves and i I wonder if they've done much else besides that in terms of properties that they don't actually own
0: they did that with tower of terror which i want to say might be warner brothers okay um they've done that with a few other ones too avatar is probably the next biggest one but i think at this point with what star wars with the history that Disney has of Star Wars, I think Star Wars with Galaxy's Edge now is just going to, you know, be the biggest... Well, I guess now they own it, too. They do. They do own it.
2: In October 2012, $4.05 billion. That's a which lot seems, of money. Oh, I was going to say, that seems so low. Oh, I
0: can't, I can't even imagine, like, a million dollars.
2: Yes, for us, it seems. I
0: can't even imagine a million, let alone... <laughs> Like billion. I mean, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it does. It doesn't sound like a lot.
2: I no. mean, when you look at other sales that have happened, like I mean, I always look back to this one because it's the easiest point of reference. Um, King uh, Digital Entertainment, the makers of Candy Crush, sold their one thing to Blizzard for five point nine a- billion uh, Activision. dollars. Like that is not worth more than Star Wars. It was uh,
1: Activision, they bought the whole company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it,
2: what's what did they make? Activision Blizzard uh, bought it and Yeah. what is it's just one. Yeah, they it's make Candy that
1: Candy Crush and then they make like weird spin-offs of it. Yeah. And but that company was worth worth that amount of money.
2: And, and Star and, Wars was And worth weirdly four. enough,
1: that company accounts for like a great chunk of that entire company's like uh revenue every year.
2: Not to get off topic, yeah. I'm just saying it was a hell of a deal Sorry, that Disney my, got.
1: My game, my game uh, knowledge, like I love it. I, I turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'll... I'm in the game industry a bit. Uh, <laughs>
2: So other things that Star Wars had, or that Disney had of Star Wars before, we're going to talk about the pre-2012 era then, stuff that happened before they became uh, in bed together financially. Um, There was a ton of merchandising. I remember this from when I was a kid even. You could get Mickey's dressed as Jedi. You could get, you know, when you came out of Star Tours, there was the Star Wars spaceport and you could buy tons of stuff. There was actually some like Muppet uh a cool line of muppet star wars figures we have those Mm. do you really
0: yeah we one of my favorite i think it's um gonzo as hans no gonzo's darth vader and then gonzo's solo (laughs) so gonzo Darth vader in the figure and then the little chickens have giant stormtrooper helmets on them
2: oh my god i love that so much
0: disney i'm just saying i got a million of them (laughs) you know
2: That sounds adorable. Of course, you have that, Alex. I, I love how I wrote that down. I'm like, I bet Alex has. These. Yeah,
0: I, I <laughs> buy a lot of stuff.
2: It's I boring. have, um, as an adult collector, I bought Star Wars shot glasses that had Mickey as a Jedi, and um, I think it was a uh, Stitch was a was
0: a Sith. Yeah, of with the light with the lightning and all that. <laughs> yeah,
2: not sure why. Um, and then Chip and Dale were Ewoks. So they've had a a merchandising collaboration for a while, and obviously George Lucas continued to collaborate with them. Um, They had the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, um, and then eventually the Indiana Jones Adventure Temple of the Crystal Skull ride. Um, I don't is the Stunt Spectacular still there? I don't think it is. I
0: think it is. Yeah, it's still there in Florida. In Florida, yeah,
2: but not in LA.
0: No, we have the Dark Ride.
2: The Dark Ride.
0: Dark ride meaning it's an enclosed In a, oh, an yes, enclosed yes, building yes, yes. Yeah, Ours is the um, Temple of the Forbidden Eye Which is similar to the one I think is in Tokyo Which there's is yes, yes. Temple of the Crystal Skull
2: Yes 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 I've been on both of those um, So they continued their relationship um, It says that he's worked with them On seven ride slash show Projects um, hmm before then. I'm not sure what the other ones were, but he also was an executive producer of Labyrinth and other Muppet stuff, so he might have served as the point man for those things as well. So they clearly had a very good relationship, um, up until the sales point. And one of the biggest things they did, um, which they discontinued uh, once they announced the Star Wars worlds that were coming, were Star Wars weekends mm-hmm. that started in the summer of 2000. And they were events that, uh, appearances by actors, um, Hollywood Studios, I think, hosted it in Florida. And uh, they had the Jedi Training Academy attraction, which is now there every day in Tomorrowland. But uh, did you guys ever go to the Star Wars weekends?
0: No, nope. I'm, I've been. <laughs> the only time I've been to Florida was when we went to Celebration earlier this year, and, and like Josh said, we we only got a chance to go to Disney Springs, so we didn't get a chance to see all the uh, the fun stuff. Which they actually had a what do they call it? A Galactic Nights event over there at Disney Hollywood Studios for uh, Celebration, uh-huh. which I heard was really cool.
2: Nice. Yeah, I never went either, um, but it was apparently really, really fun. They had um, fireworks show, Symphony in the Stars, which was uh, had John Williams music and uh, voice and sound clippings from Star Wars, which would have just made me cry because I cry at fireworks anyway.
1: <laughs> um, oh man, Star- wait for the Christmas fireworks. Oh, oh, we we'll see yeah. when they're like Christmas is such a wonderful time of year or whatever that whatever that lady says i'm sure alex has the audio for I, I i do
0: <laughs> although i'll say my favorite disneyland fireworks were the 50th anniversary fireworks i mean it was the longest parade, it was the longest fireworks that they'd ever done uh still is and it it just works so well
2: oh oh, oh they do such a good job
0: they do and uh that was the most expensive fireworks show at the time too i think they were doing something like fifty thousand dollars with the fireworks a night wow which adds up
2: Yeah, that's bad for the environment. I'm torn. But, like, if that's the way we go out, I'm fine with that. Because it's just magical, you know?
1: Yeah, that one fireworks show
0: is what, you know, (laughs) ends it all.
2: It's funny, Alex. They also mentioned here the Star Wars Parade featured the 501st Legion.
0: Yep. Yep, they bring them every year. I'm not sure if they are continuing that. um, But, I mean, I've seen pictures and video, and that that would be an awesome troop to do.
2: That's awesome. They also had something called... Oh, boy. Snagin' Oopla's Hyperspace Hoopla? (laughs) (laughs) What? Which was some sort of live show. Um... And it was a dance-off featuring Star Wars characters competing oh in groups goodness. against each other in a dance competition. I hate myself for never seeing it. I, there's
0: video on what? YouTube. Ah!
2: It originally was held at the Rebel stage from 2008-2010. The show has retired in 2014. In one 2013 show, Emperor Palpatine hijacked the show, renamed it Emperor Palpatine's Hyperspace Hoopla, and leading to a massive dance-off. That sounds Amazing.
1: Your arrogance blinds you. Whick, whick, whick. <laughs> <laughs> None of That's that is. Amazing. Oh man, I would
0: love that. None of that is canon, though. So just just remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They> call, like, <laughs> Pablo the dog was like, "This is it."
2: um There's yeah. also something called Behind the Force, which was a live show at the Premier Theater hosted by Ashley Eckstein. Is that how I spell it? say her name? Yep. Yeah um guests are given behind the scenes uh making of the clone war series and rebels so this apparently just ended recently um and then obi-wan and beyond was a live 30 minute talk show uh hosted by james arnold taylor who demonstrated nearly 150 voices that he provides for famous hollywood stars blah blah blah.
1: that sounds awesome
2: (laughs) i know i'm sad all these things don't exist anymore like man (laughs) and then this one which i was hoping many of you guys had done carbon freeze me an interactive attraction um located at the abc sound studio where guests are able to have their faces scanned and reproduced in a prism of carbonite which is then available for purchase
0: no never did
1: oh were they like 3d printing them or are they just printing them i think they were
0: 3d printed because they were they were doing that during celebration if you remember uh walt disney world had a booth there and you could do yourself as a stormtrooper and for a few months in january target was actually doing the same thing too
2: that's awesome Mm -hmm. so all of this ended in 2015 um they did it actually the first year in 1997 i think for the reissue uh the 20th anniversary and then they did it again in 2000 2001 and then 2003 they did it all the way through 2015 and But then they stopped because they're like, you're going to get this and so much more. So I'm hoping at the very least they bring back the dance battles. Dance
1: battles would be pretty great.
2: (laughs) So uh, that's what I'd researched in terms of the history uh, pre-acquirement um, obviously now that they are, uh, uh, that Lucasfilm is a Star Wars or a Disney property, there is a ton of stuff going on all the time. Um, the Jedi Training Academy where they bring up little kids to dress up as younglings happens all the time. That whole
1: thing is pretty cute. Yeah. I'm cool. so jealous. And,
0: I, ha- and I, I, while you did the, uh, the past, I got the present
2: do it so take us take us forward
0: just to go back a little bit uh in 2011 they updated star tours in disneyland Walt disney world and it's weird because while we got ours back then disneyland paris just had their update in march of this year oh weird right interesting um we went from the star speeder 3000 to 1000 it's a prequel of the original ride and uh like we said in november of 2015 they added jakku and at the end of this year they'll be adding a new scene from the last jedi yes so we'll be getting a little bit of an update to the ride i'm not sure if they can do the same thing that they did uh with the original update where we're you know you're always starting with the same mission but it'll it'll be curious to see
2: it's yeah. cool that they can keep adding to it as we move forward that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah it, keep,
0: it keeps the ride fresh totally yeah. keeps
2: new fans engaged that's awesome
0: and uh also around this time of the last jedi they announced oh, i'm sorry not the last jedi The Force Awakens the Season of the Force, which was a themed event in the Tomorrowland of Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, and I believe it just opened in Disneyland Paris when they uh, updated uh, their Star Tours. Uh, It was uh, supposed to only last a year, it lasted about a year and a half to two years at Disneyland. It was just a lot of Star Wars stuff brought to Tomorrowland. So they opened up something called Launch Bay, which was a collection of galleries. They had specialty stores where you can order things straight from Anovos. You could meet Chewbacca, R2-D2, hmm. C-3PO, Darth Vader. Yeah, we went, we went to Remember, that. Yeah, right? Boba yeah, Fett, that Kylo was really Ren. cool. It's, it's really cool. And at least in Disneyland, what they did is they took over the bottom floor of Interventions. And for a while, the top floor was all Marvel. But you'd walk into Season of the Force, and on the floor was this opening crawl talking about Star Wars. And it felt like you had just walked into, like, a giant it was on, living Star Wars museum. It was on the floor, right? It was like on the floor. Projecting uh-huh. a,
1: yeah, they were projecting, like, That's a crawl so cool. on the floor. And yeah. so you'd
0: walk in, and you have the music playing, and there's little videos all around you. One of the ones that they had was a behind-the-scenes featurette talking about uh, the future of Star Wars. You had Kathleen Kennedy talking about stuff. They showed footage from... Star Wars Celebration uh, in Anaheim in 2015. I mean, it was amazing. They had costumes, which they still do. In Disneyland and well, Walt Disney World, they still have these open. They have costumes in on display. They have models of the ships. They have a little cantina where you can go walk in, and that's where Boba Fett comes out, just kind of randomly throughout the day. Um, <laughs> but the little video that they showed there, I mean, you sit there and it's maybe about nine minutes long, but they're talking about how Star Wars has changed and that Disney owns it. How it's you know they're they're making it more accessible to people to be able to actually live it. And I'll admit, watching that little video, I got a little teary-eyed, and the I know tears. some other people did too. Yeah.
1: Mhm.
0: because you know, it's you're you're seeing things that we got to experience. Like for me, uh, Star Wars Anaheim was my or Star Wars Celebration Anaheim was my first celebration, and to be able to see what I got to do on the screen is like, oh wow, I got to live, I got to be part of that. Yeah. Mm. So. So you had that. Uh, there's exclusive merchandise in the stores. You could buy sideshow figures. You could buy I mean, you could literally find almost anything really, really cool in that store. I mean, they had life. Well, not life size. Six foot statues of vintage action figures. Wow. So if you wanted a six foot Vader with telescoping lightsaber and a vinyl cape, you could buy it.
2: You could buy that. It was
0: right there. They had a Boba Fett that was six foot tall.
2: So how is so? Are these hiding somewhere in your basement? Right? I
0: wish I had no room. <laughs> I barely have room for the actual vintage. Uh, but I mean, it was it was really cool. So they they brought over Launch Bay. They updated the Jedi training show, and so it's now called Trials of the Temple, where the original show just had Darth Vader and later on Darth Maul. They now include the Seventh Sister and Kylo Ren as part of the whole, you know, the whole uh, thing with the kids. And they actually, at least in Disneyland, it used to be they would choose kids from the audience to be part of the show but it became so popular that they had to start registering people at the start of the day for the various shows yeah so you get over to launch Bay in the morning and there's a line of parents with their kids registering them for the different shows throughout the day
2: see here's my only gripe you know like can't we pick a couple adults to
0: that's yeah i something because i know as a kid i would i would have raised my hand right away and been first in line to go swing a lightsaber with a darth vader
2: Right I want to do that <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
2: maybe maybe in the new world maybe well
0: remember they're opening up that uh, virtual reality experience in downtown Disney at the end of this year yes. so that might be geared more towards us yeah
1: hopefully that's actually like not delayed in there when we all go because... which it's
0: weird because if it's supposed to open in December we were down over at downtown Disney not that long ago and the supposed area that's supposed to be in there's no construction.
2: Well maybe it doesn't have to be constructed. If you think about something like that, I imagine it's just a lot of you know, I imagine it's in a blank space, you know, with maybe a few kind of
0: Yeah. The hard I part is it, that there's no I blank space it's in an downtown AR Disney. Thing, right? So, oh, it was yeah. confirmed that it was virtual reality. Oh. So you'll be wearing a full headset and so the the areas that you walk through, you'll actually have physical, you know, like boxes. So like and the stuff.
2: Ghostbusters thing that they have now yes. that I did. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's gonna be like that cool um but it's weird because according to to some of the articles i've read it's supposed to take over some of the stores in downtown disney near build a Bear workshop and all that and that's all still there and from what i've heard their contracts have been extended through november so well
2: i mean like i said the thing that when i did the madame tussauds it was at madame tussauds in new york this ghostbusters thing now the vr i mean it was literally probably a blank room with like Maybe some like fake doors that you had to walk through. So it's not like there needs to be a lot of Disney. That's true. You don't need a lot of
0: infrastructure for that. Just some space, right?
1: All the sensors and stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Continue. That's gonna just. There's more Star (laughs) Wars.
2: If you're Disney and you want to make as much money as you have, yeah, extend those contracts till November. Pick them out and then start the next thing as soon as you can.
0: They're gonna make money during Christmas. Yeah. Uh, So over where they used to show Captain Neo. They brought a movie called Path of the Jedi, which was about a 10-minute retelling of the Star Wars saga, which led up to the events of The Force Awakens.
2: So I walked by that, and I didn't go in last time because it's, I was on schedule. Was it's worth other going
0: in. Okay. Like, you, being able to see Star Wars in the very beginning, I mean, it is edited beautifully. They oh. they use the motion seats. They do the lighting. Like, oh. I, I that one actually did tear up. And I know I'm not the only one because I had a friend of mine who's in The Mandalorian Mercs, and he was a few seats away from me. And I look over to him, and I'm seeing him wipe tears from his eyes too, in the exact same scenes that I am. Oh. Right? (laughs) But I I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's awesome because they use a lighting effect. So there's this this scene where Palpatine is um, using the force lightning on Luke, and the entire room is just lighting up in these sparks. Cool. And your seat is shaking. You know, it's, it's, it's immersive. It's cool. It's worth going. But back to the stuff that they did. Uh, Walt Disney World had a Galactic Spectacular, which is the fireworks show. Um, it also had additional lighting, additional characters that came out. and This is the special event that they did for Star Wars Celebration this past year. And they just announced that they're bringing it back again in December for one night only. So if anyone's interested, start what looking night? at tickets. Uh, that I don't know. Let me find out.
2: That could be the night we go. <laughs> I will say to any Disney fans who are also Star Wars fans who hasn't been, since we're talking about the present, who haven't been since it was acquired, you really need to go. Um, yeah, there's so much more. Yeah. It feels so different. It feels so exciting. I remember the first time I went, like three years ago, um, it, it was... <laughs> like emotional because it was i was been such a disney fan and i think my exact quote was uh I, I posted on instagram disneyland plus star wars is only like my dreams met each other and we're like let's make love and it was everything <laughs> um and that's how it feels that's i had my r2d2 mickey ears hat you know they have everything you can want
0: so galactic nights at walt disney world is for one night only this year december 16th tickets are on sale now Adults are 129 and children Whoa. are 124. <laughs> Big
2: discount for the children, <laughs> right?
0: I mean, you know, they're, they're only a few dollars less. But uh, it's it it's a 7 p.m. to midnight event. It looks really cool. They're gonna have photo ops. They'll have characters walking around. If you're a Star Wars fan and if you're in Florida at the time. <sighs> If you can, I would do I this. It's only in Florida. It's only oh. in Florida. Yeah. No. That's fine. We'll just go watch Star Wars over over. I thought over and you over. were
1: I, I was like, "Man, now I got to save an extra 150 bucks." <laughs> 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 so it's a blessing. It's actually. a blessing. Yeah. Um, but I'm also sad about
0: it. It it looks really cool. Uh for the yeah. pictures I saw from when they did earlier this year, it gets really crowded, so it's definitely something to go to That's early. The thing. Yeah. So yeah. while it looks cool and they have a lot to offer, people Will yeah, will you actually be able to do everything, you know, available, or are the lines going to be two, mm. three hours long?
2: And so I bet people. you there's there'll be something cool that they do in Disneyland that night anyway. I'm, sh- I'm
0: sure they will. I mean that it's last year they handed out free pins to everyone that entered Disneyland and California Adventure. Uh, they had additional buttons that they gave out to people. I mean they did a good job publicizing the movie, at the parks. It'll be. I'm I'm curious to see what they did this year. Uh, awesome. Hyperspace Mountain was a Star Wars overlay <gasps> oh to Space Mountain, which if you got a chance to ride it...
2: Was the greatest thing it was that's the, ever happened. It was
0: amazing. Which I believe it's coming back after... What do you call it? Halloween time? Really? Yeah.
2: So I did not know until I was on the ride that it was, like, hyper... Like, Star Warsy. I got in line and they had, like, a different video. And I'm like, whoa, what's happening? I was with my sister. And... <laughs> You know i don't know why it just didn't i didn't do research this was when i was living in la and i would just hop over to disneyland whenever um if you get on the ride and it's instead of like the weird blue lights they make it look like you're going into hyperspace mm-hmm. and just that. Even just that was amazing. But all that they had erected these new screens so you would do these curves and you would see spaceships like you know X-Wings like flying and fighting TIE Fighters and explosions and the music playing the whole time and there's, I'll post the picture to the face pages to show you but my, the picture that was snapped of me and my sister, we were just in pure ecstasy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it... to
2: grown women being just floored with excitement so yeah
0: i think we went the weekend it opened like that sunday and we we not supposed to run in disneyland but i walked (laughs) very fast in line so my wife walked into the line and i walked over to get a fast pass so we 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 did the ride we were blown away and then maybe 10 minutes later when the line was already at two and a half hours wait we got to walk right on with the fast pass.
2: Nice, that's pro. That's so, a pro move.
0: So remember to do that if you're in twos, get in line and get a fast pass at the same time.
2: Love it, yeah. Josh. did Did you ride it?
1: I don't, I don't
0: think so. Don't
1: you
2: think would now.
0: It'll yeah. come back. It should be coming back, and and you'll have to make a trip just to ride that. It's very cool. It's, it's worth it. It's amazing.
2: Well, because cool. like it's the it's the best thrill ride you can ride like in that park, and. You know, it's perfect for being in a starship. It's just, it feels, you know.
0: Oh, and you're greeted by Admiral Akbar on the video when you first yeah! walk in. And, you know, you're getting on to, you're, you're joining the 77th Squadron, which is a reference to 1977. So right there, you kind of have like a little mm. Easter egg. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but back to all the new stuff. So there's uh, Hyperspace Mountain, Disney Cruise Line started their Star Wars Day at Sea. Uh, it's a giant deck party with characters, photo ops, people come and dress up as characters, jedi training academy special dinners special merchandise it started in 2016 coming back in 2018 and then there's also all the marathons that they've been doing so disneyland and walt disney world share star wars themed marathons so even if you're going to go run there's still star wars involved
1: oh the the like the actual running mm-hmm. yeah i've heard <laughs> yes. of, i've heard physical of that. marathons, yeah. physical marathons. Like yeah. bingeings of TV i raised my yeah. eyebrow i'm like what and then yeah and then i remembered because i've heard about this on some they post the
2: the official star wars instagram post about it a ton um they like mm-hmm. posting people's uh costumes because some people run in full costume and it's impressive
0: yeah they had us go out for the last one over in anaheim for i think it was the dark side half marathon and they they asked if i were first to come out and we cheered for everybody Fun, so as they uh, are running by there's you know about 50 of us and we're all just mandalorian merch purple legion all, all the star wars fan clubs down here and we're all just cheering for them and yeah there's some there's some great costumes I'm amazed that they're running, you know, dressed right. as a TIE fighter or a Wookiee, but like, more power to them.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Cool.
0: But yeah, that's, that... that's Star Wars now. I mean, we'll, we'll see yeah. what we get in the future, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. For
2: those who want to hear about the future and you didn't check out our episode a couple episodes back, I don't know, four or five. It was we... like the
0: D23
1: episode. I think we talked a bunch about it. Yeah. Yes. Because that's when they released the giant model and stuff.
2: Yeah. So check that out. We talk in vivid detail about the rides that are coming to the park um -hmm. my most anticipated one that i keep talking to people about is the millennium falcon thing we'll see how that shakes out but it's oh my god that's gonna be amazing yeah if the past is any indication the future is gonna be awesome
1: yeah if anything this whole conversation has made me a million times more excited for december (laughs) like i'm so excited to go back to disneyland i haven't been in a couple years so I think two years something and like
2: that and i think our checks just cleared from disney so we're good to move on if you guys yeah no, I'm
1: <laughs> oh my god i what those disney checks would look like a couple <laughs> hundos 250
0: yeah yeah we got about 350
2: i'd take tickets that's
1: uh, that'd yeah I'd be, yeah i would take tickets. <laughs> I, I would
0: too disneyland you know i hope you're listening to this Yep, the whole park. I hope you're... (laughs) Anyway,
1: we've got so much news, like it's insane. So let's get right into that. I have good news for you, my lord. (laughs) Okay, well, Colin, uh... Is it Trev- Tre- Trevorrow or Trevaro? I've said Trevorrow,
2: but I, I don't Trevorrow. know. Yeah, and I've
1: had people go, no, oh, it's Trevorrow. I don't know. Whatever. That guy, Trevorrow, uh, he he's no longer directing Episode Nine. And uh, Lucasfilm had a statement. They said, "Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually <laughs> chosen to part ways on Star Wars Episode Nine. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our vision for the project differs." We wish Colin the best and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. And then like the next day they were like, hey, JJ uh, Abrams coming back uh, to direct episode nine, which I was happy about because I personally, I nothing against, you know, Trevorrow. Not a huge fan of the films he's made. Mm-hmm. So I kind of saw this as like a like good news to me, although like a few people saw it as like, I can't believe they got J.J. again. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> J.J. made a good Star Wars movie. I'm not, you know.
2: Uh, Twitter is ridiculous and for some reason they think that the world and news should be dramatic and exciting and surprising like a, a Night Shyamalan film instead of logical. <laughs> um, It's awesome that the guy who started this off gets to finish it off. Yeah. It's, it's great. He's an excellent director. Uh, my two cents about the whole thing is I'm sick of hearing the story that there are these directors who apparently don't care enough <laughs> to want to make it work to make a Star Wars film. Yeah. I know so many people in the industry who would just die to be given that opportunity. And I'm, I, I just... When you look at how well Ryan Johnson's experience went, it's shocking that people can keep having these problems. Yeah. Um, because clearly there's a way to do it.
1: I think... Um, the biggest pro i think what happened is they made a mistake announcing all these directors like from the get-go
0: yeah they mm-hmm. did and then
1: on top of that i bet trevorrow had a had a vision in mind and then you know carrie fisher passed and they had to completely like change the vision basically yeah. and the vision that they came to probably wasn't as exciting and so he or brought, just wasn't
2: the same i mean, I mean it no probably idea.
1: isn't is completely different now yeah um, and so he probably was like, that's, this isn't really the movie I signed up to make. I don't really want to make this movie, you know? So, and, and he's also working on a bunch of other stuff. And then he made that book of Henry movie this year, which was supposed to be really bad. Yeah. So,
2: I, I mean, it, it's funny. I also saw some comments on, on Twitter that was like, oh, but JJ hasn't done that much. And what? I've been a JJ <laughs> Abrams fan since I was in high school um i was a felicity fan i was an alias fan i re-watched the premiere of lost the other day which might be the best thing he's ever directed if you think this guy cannot make films watch go watch the premiere of lost i know people have feelings but that is such a gorgeous film um you know i loved super eight i don't know how many oh people super that. eight was
0: good super eight's great
2: S- so good, um, and, and it, very much in the spirit of the Star Wars. I think tonally, um, this kind of childlike wonder. Yeah, it's with very adult Spielberg-esque.
1: Mm-hmm. Spielbergian. Can we can we make that a real word? Absolutely. Spielbergian. I mean, he, Spielbergian. He, it's yeah. a cool word.
2: He was a. He was a. I, I got to see that film with a Q and A with him, um, and he talked about how he he actually his one of his first jobs as a teenager was transferring all of Spielberg's home films, 16 millimeters for him onto digital. oh my god yeah no and he became friends with kathleen kennedy back then too um so he's been in the family for forever i actually got to talk to him in the elevator as we were leaving the screening it was amazing yeah that's pretty cool such a nice guy and i've met so many directors and he was at the end of the conversation the only one to be like wait what was your name um which is just awesome he's a great dude and an incredible filmmaker and i'm so excited to have this kind of bookend to this trilogy Sorry,
1: that yeah. was a lot of thoughts. No, <laughs> I'm happy about it too. I share your feelings. I think it's a good choice.
0: You can't make everybody happy. And there's always going to be people no. who complain. I mean, I think it's sad that people are trying to create petitions because ultimately we're not the ones that make the decisions. We're, it, it, it's a, yeah, it's a series of movies that we're we're big fans of, but these decisions are going to be made no matter what. Yeah. And I think I think I, I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. Not everyone was a big fan. It did really well. The next movie that's coming out is going to change the story from, you know, it's, it's, it's a constantly evolving story. It's going to keep continue moving. So it, it, it's going to change. It's fine. Everything's going to be good. <laughs> it's just going to be fine. But I'm happy about it, honestly.
1: I yeah. um, I, I don't I didn't ever want to watch Jurassic World. I heard Javaro's movie wasn't very good. And I was like, man, I'm kind of not feeling it with this guy. And then they're like, "Oh, we got JJ back." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool," because I, I like his movies, and he made a good Star Wars movie. So,
2: I'll say this real quick, just to say it: it would have been awesome to close out the story, which is centering on a female protagonist with a female director. Um, yeah, but I've heard I've is... heard people
1: say that too, and I, I think the uh, female director doing a Star Wars movie is just a matter of time. It's it gonna to happen. Be. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. I I. I mean, it would be better sooner than later cuz I'd be really interested to see like I, I honestly I don't know that many female directors and that's kind of saying like telling about, you know, just Hollywood in general, but like I would be uh-huh. in, I'd be greatly interested in um like a, you know, like a Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie, you know? I
2: love that we have another name for the longest time there wasn't a lot of names guys could say, but Patty Jenkins is out there yeah. and, and I love that. I'll uh, I'll post to the Twitter uh awesome article i was reading that was kind of like well here everyone here are 10 names that you should know that you could ask for um so i think jj is the right choice but if they keep going like they did with rogue one and and if they keep making these female-centric movies or even not any star wars film from a female point of view would be awesome
0: i think it's really good too like i have a lot of faith in kathleen kennedy and the way that she's Mm -hmm. working with lucasfilm like i was really nervous i didn't know who she was when she first came on but seeing as how she's dealing with all these director issues like she knows there's a story she wants to tell the story correctly and that's what she's gonna do so Mm -hmm. whatever decision she makes i'm i'm behind it and it's
1: weird because i see all these people saying like she's the real director of all these movies and she's just hiring people to make the her I'm like who cares I like the movies she's making she's, well, she's right she's well, uh, like just uh, not the pulling director. the strings that I, just know. Shows, I know I so, know that it
2: shows a lack of understanding of how film production works from a lot of people yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean the director is someone who's on set who's who's coordinating all these creative teams you know and for sure You know, she's someone who is making sure it's at the end of the day going to get done despite everybody's creative intentions. So, yeah, I love that she's a constant.
0: And Star Wars is so big that no one director is going to make it their own movie. You need Mm -hmm. to make the Star Wars movie that, you know, that we've been building to for the past 40 years. And I I, don't don't just try to tweak it just for yourself, you know. And
1: I say this to people all the time because they're like, I want like different Star Wars stuff. I'm like, I don't know that you really do because. I'm like I love chocolate chip cookies chocolate chip cookies have a distinct set of ingredients you can add things to it like to you know change it a bit like you can add you know like some nuts or something and make it a little different but at the end of the day it's still a chocolate chip cookie you pull the chocolate chips out of it it's not a chocolate chip cookie anymore you know. I love so it's that like, weird, weird analogy. It's yeah, perfect. I used to when I did Geek Tank that podcast. I always used to do food analogies. <laughs> that was like a that was a joke. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I always I'm like, I'm like, it's if if you pull something out of it, it's not Star Wars anymore. So like it, and they're very conscious. I, I would also of ask that.
2: people to wait. Just wait. Yeah. Like we haven't. I mean, it's such a shame we live in this world now where everything. Everybody gets to have an opinion on what a movie or TV show is going to be like before it's made, before you've um, even seen
1: a
0: trailer.
2: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Like, let's just let's just watch the movies. You know, it's Star Wars. We're getting Star Wars. Yeah. I,
0: I will say though, I think someone took the chocolate chips out of my Star Trek chocolate chip cookie because it feels real weird. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> you talk about the movies. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Even as someone who who is not a Star Trek. Person, those movies I find them
0: weird. They they don't. Uh, I'm not gonna start. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna, let's the move, next move next on. Season. We have so many of these. Just real quick,
1: about.
2: I will say because that might cast a bad light on JJ because he did do some of the Star Trek movies. He was always a Star Wars fan over a Star Trek yeah. fan. Something, but that
0: again, yeah. like it's, not. I'm every, sure it's the story writers and stuff
1: Not like everyone, that. not every writer is gonna make something you like, or not every director is gonna make. You know, you can like a director, but you can dislike one of their things.
0: You know. Well, when when your thing is rewriting the whole universe, that's where I have a big issue.
2: But there's so much different types of content out there already. I would urge people who want maybe like a dark Star Wars or a funny Star Wars or whatever, seek out the novels and the comics and the TV shows. There oh, yeah. yeah, is a huge yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, go read Inferno. If you want dark Star Wars, go read Inferno Squad. It gets pretty messed up. Ooh, really?
0: Nice. Chewbacca and the Porgs. That's going to be the darkest book all
1: yeah. year. <laughs> the, dar- <laughs> the darkest children's book ever written. Uh... <laughs> The first six episode names for Rebels Season 4 were revealed. We got a new trailer, which was freaking amazing, and then which I think we talked about last show, and then we also got an air date for a lot of these things.
0: Yeah, we got the air dates today. StarWars.com posted them. They talked a little bit about it on the Star Wars show on YouTube as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, Episodes 1 and 2, Heroes of Mandalore, Part 1 and 2, both air October 16th, which Part one is the episode that I've seen. So I've not seen part two. Oh, so i have seen? Yeah, I saw it at uh, Celebration. They showed us the first episode. Cool. Uh, but it ends clearly like halfway through, you know? Because there's this like big revelation. And then and then it goes, and everyone goes, ah! <laughs> it's like, I just wanted more. But then we realized, oh, yeah, this is the two-parter. And they didn't want to, f- you know. So, uh. Excited to finally get some answers there because, like, some big stuff happens in that episode. And then episodes three and four, In the Name of the Rebellion, part one and two, air October 23rd. So we get two, two parters back to back, which I think's awesome. Yeah. Um, Then episode five, The Occupation, October 30th. And episode six, Flight of the Defender, on October, also on October 30th. Wow. So we're just getting two episodes a week I love it interesting okay cool and, yeah and I'm did into you notice
0: that. what time their, their air date their air times are hmm. they start airing at like midnight
1: well this is what's happening so I read that and I was like what yeah I got confused so yeah they are so they're coming out Monday but they're coming out like Sunday at 2am if that makes sense like an online
2: like because they're streamable is that
1: why I guess so but at the same time like that Monday night at 9pm they're airing again So what it's going to
0: be, they're going to be aired five times a day. Yeah. (laughs) But the first airing,
1: yeah, yeah, but it's weird because the first airing is, yeah, 12.30 a.m., 3 a.m., then 7.30 a.m., and then again 5.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. So it's not like, you know, a lot of families watch this show and... Stuff like together, it's not like all these families are gonna be like, "Well, it's a school night. We better stay up till twelve It's like right. you guys can all wait till the next day, you know. And at nine PM, you can all watch.
2: That's kind of here. fun, though. It feels like that's for the older geeks like us who want yeah, to. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's interesting. I it's interesting that Star the animated Star Wars show is pulling in that many time slots on Disney XD. I, it, it's popular. Can you imagine?
2: I mean, obviously, what else? I mean, yeah. That's got to be by far the base thing they have.
1: It's interesting to me because I talk to people about Clone Wars and they're always so skeptical about it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's great. And then, I, and then whenever I mention Rebels, I feel like I meet a lot of people that are like, yeah, Rebels is awesome. Which so a lot like, of people
0: when yeah. Rebels first started, they're like, oh, no, I want Clone Wars.
2: Well, that's the thing because yeah. Clone Wars uh, was on wasn't on Disney, right? It was on Cartoon Network, right? It
0: was on Cartoon Network, yeah. so yeah. it
2: was a, a lot, People were scared that it wasn't going to be as dark once it moved to Disney XD, which I think maybe they are true. I think it's, it's a, not.
0: It's not as dark, but it's not as dark. But we're getting different to a subject point. Matter. Yeah, but we're also getting to a point to where the conflict is escalating. Yep. We're seeing characters, you know, pass away. We're right. see, I mean, just the trailer, the newest trailer alone, like, is exciting. Yeah. Again. In the episode I've seen, some I, crazy stuff. Happened. I can't wait. And then the series finale later on, uh, next year, it's going to be. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So after, and I did. I forgot to mention, On after October 30th, they're taking their holiday break. So there won't be any more episodes um, for the rest of the year. Beginning early 2018, they said they're going to announce those episodes again. So I think January-ish, like after last jedi is when they'll come back basically cool so so you're going to get a mid season finale basically and then we'll have to wait a little bit and I then love it. and then it'll be back but it's going to have 16 episodes apparently so we're we're not even we're getting 6 in October all crammed in October and then we're going to get the other 10 uh beginning of 2018
2: just a guess it sounds like since a lot of these are two-parters that we're covering some ground that we need to have time pass maybe or get a lot of stuff done um that might take a little bit longer to talk about and digest uh that's maybe. just a guess
1: yeah yeah because i not every every season has been around 20 episodes mm. too so it's this is about as many as the previous seasons but yeah it's um well cool. they have to wrap up all these characters stories right in a way Unless the unless whatever next animated show they do because they have said that this is not the end of their animated shows, is like involves some of these characters coming back, sort of like Clone Wars characters appeared in this one, you know. Just so. gonna say,
2: I'm so glad that they're ending it and they're starting a new story. So few stories get a proper end. So I'm yeah, excited exactly.
1: About that. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what, Filoni said at the panel. He's like, I know it's sad, but I I actually get to end this story, and I know what yeah. it's like to not get to do that. So. I look forward to actually. I look forward to watching this season because I love this show, and then I look forward to seeing whatever is next. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we'll move on. we just got so many news stories. Yeah, let's but, start getting through these. All right, Star Wars Cantabite, the novel um, cover and release date revealed. All that stuff. I'm not crazy about the cover. I don't know if you guys are looking at it, but I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's a uh, it sure is a cover, but it's fine. It's <laughs> It's not really something you look at anyway it's you're reading the book i'm know? still
2: distracted by the name cantabite i don't know it sounds like some sort of like like tick that you get when you're traveling
1: yeah. i don't know oh she had the cantabites <laughs> they were all over her yeah the it's a young it's a
0: young reader book though correct
1: yeah it's four stories yeah. um it's like an anthology thing by four different authors so Uh, Saladin Ahmed, Ray Carson, Mira Grant, and John Jackson Miller, who... John Jackson Miller is the guy who wrote Tarkin, I think. Uh, All wrote different stories. So they actually have the synopses for every story. So Saladin Ahmed's story is called Rules of the Game. It says, Rules of the Game is a quiet drama about work and crime and corruption and pecking order, but it's also an alien buddy comedy with explosives. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm only gonna read like the first sentence of each of these because it's yeah you, you don't need to know like if you want to get more the StarWars.com's got a whole article about like a little gets a little deeper. Um, Ray Carson's story is called "Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Something," or "Say Nothing, Not Say Something."
2: Oh, it's like that's a twist.
1: Yeah, it says no one is better placed to overhear key information than Lexo Sugar? I don't know the star masseuse. Yeah. The star masseuse and an elite spa, but Lexo never gets involved, no matter what. In a dangerous city like Cantabite, it's the only way to keep his family safe. Huh. So, I, I imagine he's a masseuse that overhears some things. Uh, so that sounds kind of cool. It's an interesting twist. It sounds like a like almost like a if Tarantino did a comedy in the Star <laughs> Wars universe. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mira Grant's story is called "The Wine in Dreams." It says there's nothing better than a good con game except maybe for a con game that takes place in the Star Wars universe. My story takes you to the glamorous nightlife and the glittering world of Ubelia G... Man, these names. I can't. (laughs) Ubelia, sure. Whose club is the place to see and be seen in Cantabite? Awesome. Uh, So it sounds like it'll be from the perspective of a woman who owns a club. Cool. So that's cool. And then John Jackson Miller's story is called The Ride. It says... What do you do when everything you think you know is upended at precisely the wrong time? The ride is some of the best fun I've ever had writing a Star Wars story, combining a look at gaming within the Star Wars universe hey. with an adventure loaded with humorous moments. It's a chance to wallow in casino life surrounded by memorable characters. So that sounds pretty interesting.
2: Fun. All this sounds fun. Yeah,
1: so they, they, they're they all basically the only connecting thing between all these stories is that they all take place on Cantabite, that casino planet that we're going to see in The Last Jedi. So, I think that's a really cool idea. It's it's kind of goes off that Tales from the Cantina sort of thing, which I wish they would do more of, because I love little short stories.
0: The uh, Star Wars Insider Magazine used to have little short stories like that. They did them for, uh, during the Clone Wars, and they were basically bits of a hollow, the Hollow net news. And they had mm-hmm. two sides. They had the Republic's news and then the Separatist news. And so they do little short stories, but they'd be from the point of view of each side. Cool. So you'd you see you learn about one battle and all of a sudden you see it from, you know, the, how the Republic is winning these battles and letting all these people free. And then you see it from the other side about how the Republic is murdering people for no reason, just, you know, claim the land. And it, it was pretty cool.
2: This is awesome, and it leads really well into our next story. Yes, Uh,
0: it
1: does.
2: I just love that they, you know, it's a really great way to expand your universe. Instead of trying to add new stuff, let's just look at what's already happened from a certain point of view. Yeah, so Star Wars,
1: from a certain point of view, is a book full of just a ton of short stories. 40 short stories. And it even says 40 stories, celebrating 40 years of Star Wars. Um, the audiobook has like a ton of actors that are like. John Ham! Yeah. John freaking Ham is Boba <laughs> Fett. I'm like, what? That's amazing.
2: It's so weird and wonderful. Yeah. I love it.
1: Um, and apparently, like, uh, Lucasfilm donated like a million dollars to this reading foundation. And then all of the actors did all, like, the audiobook pro bono as charity. For the thing because it like the book itself is like a it's it's a thing for charity that provides books to kids who can't afford books or whatever. So that's pretty cool on top of it. But yeah, like it's a ton of stories, like um all these people were tweeting about what their story was, and I saw Christy Goldens is from the point of view of the trooper who turned Leia in. Oh Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um and then I'm-
2: I'm a huge fan of Gary Witta, so I'm excited about his. What is uh, his? his? uh, For years, he had carefully steered this ship, his ship, through countless Imperial blockades and checkpoints, always able to avoid detection or suspicion. But now, it has been spotted, fleeing the scene of the most daring military assault in the history of the Rebellion, carrying stolen goods that the Empire would go to any lengths to recover. Suddenly, the Tantive IV was the most wanted ship in the galaxy. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's just the chaos of the ship trying to escape.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, Cabin Scott's, which I think, Alex, you and I were talking about this earlier, is from Obi-Wan's perspective after he died.
0: Yeah, I think the first lines are like, yeah. oh, I'm dead.
1: It says, My name is Obi-Wan Kenobi and I am dead. I know how that sounds. Crazy old Ben with his crazy old stories, but this isn't crazy. This is happening. At least I think it is.
2: Whoa. Yeah. That's going to get, like, weird. I think that's
1: super cool. I'm, I'm into that. That one's <laughs> called Time of Death. Um, and then there's a ton, like, and then obviously the the Boba Fett one written by Paul Dini, which Paul Dini, he's, he's, he's awesome. Yes. Yeah, and uh, th- there's a ton of these, obviously there's 40 different stories. The book, I've seen a picture of like the book, it's huge. Uh, But I will be getting the audio book, obviously, because I think, like, they got 40 different actors to do it. And that's I think Neil Patrick
2: Harris is on it. I think there's a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, Great writers, now great actors. It just seems like an awesome project that has a lot of love and creativity poured into it. I'm excited. If anybody's
0: going to New York Comic Con this year, they're actually releasing an exclusive version of this book. Oh. With... uh, Brand new cover art, brand new uh, art on the inside too. Uh, You'll be able to get at their booth, which is 2104, or if you attend their special 40th anniversary panel, uh, you can register ahead of time to get a ticket to this panel and it guarantees you a copy of the book. Wow! So for you guys in New York,
1: New York Comic Con, I might have to get them to give me a copy. And the
0: panel is uh, hosted by Pablo Hidalgo. So
1: nice. So they're gonna be like, what is, uh, you know what's the flying speed of the average x wing He's like it doesn't matter <laughs> so
0: just so you guys know if you guys need to find any more information that is com, and it tells you how you can get the tickets how you can purchase it the books $40 but uh, it's it's gonna be a really cool panel and you get a an exclusive version of the book
1: not gonna lie probably the dopest name you could have given a book publisher right unbound <laughs> worlds somebody was like i oh got the it. perfect name and then just blowing minds All oh right. love it real quick sorry oh, yeah. one more thing go ahead.
0: you don't need a it says uh no a badge to new york comic-con is not required to purchase tickets to this panel
1: Wow. that means it's probably just in like is it in a hotel
0: let me see it's at the hudson mercantile building one block from javits center so oh. it's yeah it's an off site there you go but that's that's still pretty cool that's cool
2: send me that link because they are out of tickets to comic con and they have been for a
0: while (laughs) yeah they're they're hard to get Um, i'll send you the link today yes
1: all right let's move on next piece of news star wars battlefront 2 data leak like pretty much everything like all of it got leaked um oh boo and i don't mean the game and the story and all that but like all of the stuff in it got leaked it was like Here's all the light side heroes, here's all the dark side heroes, here's all the locations they'll play in multiplayer, here's all the vehicles, all the ships, all the game modes, like some screenshots of characters that are going to be in the game, but they don't have finished like models and stuff. Like it's kind of nuts, like how much is in here. Like there's a, there's a, um, like Phasma is supposed to be in the game, but she's not going to be in the game at launch. They've said that she's coming near the release of Last Jedi. It'll be her and Finn? <laughs> her and like, someone else, like, you know, one of the newer characters, is supposed to get released uh, at the end, cool. like, near near the last the end, the release of The Last Jedi. But, like, apparently her files are already in the game, but right now, because they don't have a model for her, it's just a chrome stormtrooper. So Weird. they've, like, taken the stormtrooper and just made it chrome, and they're like, this is the Phasma for now,
0: or whatever. <laughs> I think I've seen pictures of that.
1: Yeah, and, and and like obviously that's not like that's from development. Like that's not going to be what's in the game, you know?
0: Um, yeah, that was weird because I was she was missing the cape, and I wasn't sure if that was just you know hard to animate or.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, capes mm. and fabric are hard to animate,
0: but. And t- tubes. <laughs>
1: tubes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you were still the tubes. Yeah.
0: There's a we f- we figured out the uh, in in canon explanation, so they do not need the tubes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You, you can go
1: look at it. It's on this Star Wars Battlefront subreddit. Actually, it's like all this stuff. Um, and I looked at it. There's not really any spoilers. They, I mean, there's a list of all the planets you go to in the campaign. But I don't necessarily think it spoils anything. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. But um,
2: yeah, it must be so hard to keep stuff like this that exists only as data locked down. It really, it you know? really
1: is uh people are really good at data mining stuff and all that yeah but uh i will i will say that like like they all look like places you've been or heard of before except maybe like one uh but that's because i've never heard of it (laughs) i'm sure someone has but yeah so that i mean that'll be cool i'm really excited about that game so should be pretty cool all right are we getting a last jedi trailer in october probably (laughs) (laughs) all right next piece of news yeah so uh so what happened is the star wars twitter account two days ago tweeted uh, uh a gif of you know ray with her hand on the ground and all the rocks floating. it said almost there which could have been a you know whatever and then yesterday someone tweeted at mark hamill and like star wars and stuff and said something like you know when are we getting that trailer like are we getting it tomorrow and mark hamill responded watch monday night football on monday october 9th for no reason in particular
2: i love that <laughs> which i, I think so is much.
1: hilarious uh and i saw so many people saying like oh did he did he leak that like oh, goodness on- gracious and i'm like People are so silly. And I'm like, no, he clearly said that. But then you go to the update, too, and he he deleted the tweet. Um, so. I would be shocked,
2: just absolutely shocked, if it was not a thing where he asked or someone told him he could do it. There's no way that he's just doing that without any. It might be a case where he asked someone, they said yes, and then they're like, JK, we don't have that date knock locked down. Um but yeah. who knows? Who knows? He did. He
1: did. After he deleted the tweet, people were like, asking him, and he's like, and they're like, is this true? And he's like, I don't know. Disney will announce it. <laughs> and then he said like, it's it was a misunderstood Vikings versus Bear joke. Nobody gets me or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think we're probably getting a trailer October 9th. Love it. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that feels right. We. It's been April. It's been five months since,
0: right? Celebration was in April, right? Yeah, I want to say end of March, April. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's been like five months since we got a trailer. So, I think this is the time.
2: I looked as soon as I saw this. I'm like, oh, please let it be an Eagles game again. Huge Eagles fan when the Force Awakens trailer dropped... On the Eagles game on Monday football, I think we won too. I think we beat either the Cowboys or the so you're Giants. Just having too. a good day. Oh, such a great day! Just a, <laughs> just crying in my McNabb jersey. Just so happy,
1: just <laughs> happy. Yay! Can't wait. That's funny. Um, last piece of news, quote unquote. Rumor: Darth Vader may ha- may cameo in the Han Solo movie because apparently we can't do a spinoff movie without having Darth Vader pop in for like four seconds. I'm going to call
0: Shenanigans <laughs> on that rumor.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to also, but um I'll read the I'll read the yeah, the report that that came from something called that hashtag show, which I've never heard of.
0: I've heard of it. So gr- like j- rocks of salt, everyone, just giant <laughs> giant pieces giant of rock salt rocks of salt like when you bite into a feud and you just hear <laughs> it's just and you that have much. no
1: teeth anymore yeah yeah uh it says a source close to the production has revealed to us that someone presumably not wilding given his pretty definitive statement that he isn't involved because but you talked about that on the show too was on the set of howard's han solo reshoots in darth vader's armor as recently as two weeks ago. Unfortunately, that's pretty much all we can confirm. We don't know how big of a role Vader will play in Han Solo. It could be nothing more than a brief cameo in a single shot. It could be a full scene with dialogue. It could be multiple scenes. We don't know. The only thing we can say with confidence is that Darth Vader is making some kind of appearance in the film.
2: I mean, could they have just been having a party and they're like, hey, let's get someone dressed up as Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, or is they're di- or they were filming a possible cameo shot, you know? Because like, yeah, not everything gets used, obviously. Sure. It could
0: just be something so. for the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they're all like uh, he's at a at a like a cocktail party and something, and you see Vader in the back of the martini, kind of like walks in, <laughs> takes a sip, and then like walks out of frame. How is Vader yeah. gonna sip the martini? He just does. It's don't worry about it. He just Very holds it and with the force. He just question. slowly goes down. The whole. The whole wait. point of Star Wars is that you don't think about it. You're just along for the ride. But, <laughs> but how did he do the Kessel Run? That's a good
2: question. Like, wait, what happens when he's thirsty?
1: I don't know. Maybe he's got, like, a beer helmet, like, in there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he's got little bags of water.
2: Maybe like, he's so machine that he doesn't even, like, consume
1: food He doesn't even drink. need he's water. He's more
0: machine now than man.
1: Yeah. He doesn't even need water.
0: He pees and it just cycles through. Ugh. <laughs> gross you know we don't, we, say we don't know these thirsty. things
1: <laughs> we don't and uh, i don't think we need to know i don't think it really matters <laughs> and we will
0: find out from a certain point of view the guy who has to clean yeah. his suit every day i'm the guy yeah, i'm the I'm guy the, that has to clean it Lita. out. <laughs> i'm the guy who changes his water bags i have cleaners every day you know i gotta scrub in those tubes
1: oh man that's funny all right you guys ready for creature of the week let's do it yes Ujaba. They were no wonder.
0: I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, our creature of the week this week is the Zillow Beast. Is that how it's pronounced, Zillow? Yep. Okay. That's how I'd say it. Yep. The Zillow Beast, sometimes referred to simply as the Beast, <laughs> was a semi-sentient. So it's only half-like creature of the week. <laughs> 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 reptilian species endemic to the planet uh, Malastar, right? Uh, the Dugs believed this gargantuan creature to be extinct long before 21 BBY, which is the battle, the before the Battle of the Yavin. During the Battle of Malastare, however, the last specimen alive was inadvertently unearthed by an electro-proton bomb used by the Galactic Republic. This was a whole episode, right, of Clone Wars? This, I think, was mm-hmm. at least a
0: two-episode arc.
1: Yeah, and it was like a Godzilla... Yeah, and it has so, a, a
0: weird hand. It has a tail. It has a weird, like, backhand, too. Giant, giant creature.
2: Yeah. 318 yep. feet, it says. Didn't yep. the
0: guy who directed
1: the new Godzilla movie direct that episode or, like, write that episode or something?
0: He he might have. I know that that episode did have a lot of uh, Godzilla inspiration, especially when it gets loose over there in Coruscant. They had the giant scenes of it just, you know, climbing between the buildings.
2: So, Malastare what what's malaster again
0: i don't remember that episode very well i think the Dugs were doing some sort of mining and at some point they discovered this beast the um if i remember correctly palpatine wanted to keep the beast because it had really 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 thick hide and he wanted to figure out a way this was the, the excuse i was made figure out a way to better the clone armor using the skin of this creature and there was a whole reason why they brought it over to Coruscant. They drugged it and everything, and it didn't go well. And it just, I mean, the whole they thing king, just fell they apart. They King Konged it. It King Konged, yeah. They, they held yeah. it there, and it escaped. I was
1: going to say, Malastare was a forested planet located in the Malastare system of the Mid Rim, situated along the Hiddian Way?
2: I guess, I guess what I'm remembering is that it's mentioned in the prequel trilogy a few times, because when the pod race happens, it's, you know, they say where everybody's from. I think they say Sebulba's from there. Yep. Um, and then oh, during... Yeah. I just
1: clicked the... I was like, yeah, what are the dog. dugs? And it's this, it's the, and there's a picture of Sebulba.
2: And then during the, uh, one of the scenes in the Senate, someone says the delegate from Malastar or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but crazy crazy beast he, do you think he is the most fearsome one we've discussed i'm pretty sure he can beat everything else we've seen
0: i think there might be one creature bigger and more mean that we haven't talked about um he had a part in the force awakens 2 oh let me pull- force
2: awakens 2 there was not, two force awakens not the, For- games?
0: the yeah <laughs> no wait, what, what am i thinking of what's the one with star killer force unleashed Unleashed. Unleashed. yes thank you the second (laughs) force unleashed game i think there's a creature (laughs) bigger than that that that, that might give him a run for his money
2: i feel like there needs to be like a like an ultimate fighting creature planet where someone just gets them all together and fights them against each other
0: so at the end of this year after we've introduced all these monsters we'll just fight them
2: yes bracket yep we're doing it
1: we'll fight them all what is best creature (laughs) <laughs> also I just saw this uh, the, the convention exclusive cover oh my goodness now I now I have to own this isn't it
0: pretty look at, if you look at the pictures the inside uh, flap not the inside flap but like the, the paper that I, is used has a nice pattern on it too
1: now when I go to work tomorrow I gotta see if somebody will go buy it for me he's gotta find someone yeah, I might couple. go there I might co- be going a couple people I, I work with are going so maybe I'll be able to get one of them to get it for me but Hey, I'll let you know if
2: I sign up and get get a ticket to this thing, because I'll go for it. Well, I mean,
1: if you're only going to get one, you can keep it.
0: It's fine.
2: Well, can I, you only get one? Can
0: probably get only one. Uh, I don't know if, the, if you click on the link, which, by the way, I just posted that onto our Facebook page, too, so cool. uh, people can start taking a look, because the conventions come sooner than you expect. So yeah, the panel get
1: is $45, which is why they're giving you the book. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Long Time Ago Radio. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email us at podcast at canontimeline.com, and if you'd like to follow me personally on Twitter, you can do so by looking up the Jawa Josh. Everyone else, where can they
0: find you?
2: I am at Rebecca June Lane, and our official Twitter is at LTA underscore
0: radio. You can find me on Instagram at uh, dapper underscore fet, and take a look at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash long time ago radio. We We try to post stuff on there on a regular basis, and... And just random star business,
1: cool, cool, and uh, currently, just like this episode, we didn't quite know what we were gonna do next week, but we'll figure it out, and then we will post it on our
0: facebook and
1: we got a, of stuff we have a giant list of topics that we haven't you know covered, so that and we good. also
0: got a really good suggestion from one of our listeners too, which uh we'll have to look at that too, good old mm-hmm.
1: sterling looking sterling. looking out, you know anyway. That's gonna do it for us. May the force be with you. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Bye.